106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and we are back. KLZ 560. I should have said that earlier. Uh, KLZ 560. And, again, we are at the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet at the Rocky Mountain Airport Highway 128 and US 36. And, again, appreciate everybody coming by and saying hi. Uh, we are shifted gears a little bit. Jeff Kitty's going to go walk around and enjoy the show. He grabbed... Justin from Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder, along with Josh from Legacy, which Josh is the owner of both. So we, I think everybody <laughs> knows that by now. But if you're first time listening and you don't know that, no, now you do. So thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. How does the uh, how is the show looking? You guys had a chance to walk around. I haven't. How's things looking? It's getting really nice out there. A lot of cars coming in. Some nice planes. It's it's going to be a good show today. Yeah, this, is, this is a cool place to have a radio show. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, so this is one. Awesome. Of, this is one of the if probably uh, I would. I would venture to guess the largest car show outside of, like, the big good guys and all of that, you know, national-type stuff. This is one of the larger car shows in our area. So if you've got a chance to come out and check everything out, please do so. They're they're literally packed in. In fact, years past, we're kind of at the far west end of the airport. So if you come up and see us, you're going to have to walk through the, the whole array of cars, and we'll be at the very end. Um, you can't miss us, by the way. Name on the trailer and all that, you cannot miss us. But in the years past, we've kind of been at the very end, and there's not been a lot of cars even around us. Kind of a few things maybe in front of us, and that's kind of been the extent. This year, they've run it all the way down to the rope, all the way as far as we can see. It is packed in all the way through. Yeah, and they're in the aisle now this year. Right, yeah, they're even up and down. the. Yeah, thank you, Josh. They're up and down the aisle, which they haven't done in the past. So, yeah, it's full this year. So if you get a chance to come by and say hi, by all means, and do so. we got a lot of swag out here. Tanner from the station. One of our great writers who you guys don't hear from, but you do because he writes a lot of the commercials and spots that we have on a regular basis. And you've heard him on with Andy on Fridays at times on Rush to Reason as well. Tanner's up here as well. My wife's up here handing out stuff. Uh, Kent and Judy from uh, Nova Sterling are with us. In fact, Kent will be joining us here in a little bit. We've got some questions for him as far as the glass end of things go as well. And don't forget, lines are open. We can always take your call, answer any questions you've got, 303 477 5600-303-477-5600. Give me a call. We'd love to chat with you. And Dave Hart just said he's now into his second rental truck in two things. He may need to move on from his EcoBoost on his next purchase. Um, what are your thoughts on that one, gentlemen, when it comes to the EcoBoost F-150s? I, I think the EcoBoost is a good engine as long as you maintain it we have a fleet with EcoBoost, and they do all their maintenance on time and they're at close to three hundred thousand. okay if you don't maintain okay, it, really quick when you say because this is something we talk about a lot on this program but we get new people that listen in for the first time or they maybe didn't hear the last time we were chatting about something or they've even forgotten because it's been several months maybe that we've chatted about it when you say 
Proper maintenance on an EcoBoost. Explain that, Josh. Well, it's even more than the factory-recommended maintenance because they are doing it every 5,000 miles instead of, I think they're probably up to 10,000 miles on it. If you're doing that, you're not going to make it that long. Then they become a 50,000-mile motor. But with the fleets that are doing it every 5,000 miles and doing every other service on it like they're supposed to, plus an EPR in it because that's the other thing. They're direct-injected, Yes. and so we need to make sure and... You know, we got to remember, again, oil isn't just a lubricant. It's a hydraulic fluid on That's everything right. now because of variable valve timing right. and everything else. Yep. So it is acting as a hydraulic Great fluid. Great point. And as me and, and Jeff were just talking about, you know, a lot of the issues with these motors is all those ports get clogged up. Yep. So yep. with the ones, if you're doing your oil change with a good oil and an EPR and an MOA every 5,000 miles, that motor I've seen run 300, 250 easy. But, but and you got to do all those things. If you don't, it's a 50,000 mile And here's mile. the other thing that I've seen even on the Internet from some quote-unquote Ford techs or Ford experts. You'll see some guys on the Internet telling you, don't use 44K, don't use the EPR, it's bad for the engines, blah, blah, blah. And I'll just state it straight up. These guys don't have the foggiest idea what they're talking about. They are coming from a world I don't know exists. I don't know where they're hearing this from the factory side because I can tell you right now, real world, and Josh and Justin live the real world on this on a daily basis, but I hear enough from all of you. I don't own an EcoBoost. I can't say this from experience, but I just know enough from knowing how that all works that, number one, that's the wrong statement because EPR and 44K do work, and you guys are living proof in the fleet that you just talked about. So, yes, it does, in fact, work. It does work. Do not listen to the factory or the dealer telling you not to, put, not to use those items. It's a must that you do. It is and the fleet we're talking about is big transit vans that, that carry a lot of people. I mean, they're, you're not talking. So this to isn't some guy that's just driving around to and from work. No, and that's they're using. This them. is a big van okay. you know, hauling people around. It's more weight than just the F-150. So fantastic motor if it's well maintained. All right, we've got a call along these lines as well. Uh, Wally, you're up next. Go ahead. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? Good. So just a quick note: I use EPR MOA on every one of my oil changes, but. They don't sell it in Tennessee. Stuff down here. Is there any benefit to me getting rid of from my cat back and going to like a MagnaFlow or something in regards to longevity? Will it help with longevity of my motor? It could breathe better, better performance, gas mileage, anything. No. Wow. Thus, you just want a different exhaust note. That's about it. And if you go to sell the okay. vehicle anywhere outside of that area, it will be a factor not having that on there. Okay. And devalues it, really, if you want to get down to it. Okay. Then I will stick with what I've got. So. Sounds good. Thank, yep. thank you very much. You guys have a great weekend. No, you're very welcome, Wally. You do the same. I appreciate it. Speaking of, I sent Josh this article, actually, <laughs> with some of my guys yesterday. So I thought, you know what? What Wally just said, we could probably dovetail into. This came out on the drive.com yesterday. Tuner Sinister Diesel, who some of you may or may not know, but Tuner Sinister does some reprogramming and sells some componentry when it comes to diesel engines and the like. In fact, they do some defeat systems of the emissions. So they'll do some DPF delete programming and some things along those lines. Well... After a probably year-long investigation by the FBI and the EPA, dollar fine and settling up with the government 
on selling said devices, even though everything on the website and what they claimed was being sold for off-road use only, the EPA and the FBI figured out that, well, that's not necessarily the case, and these guys knew that that wasn't the case, and they were selling these devices to defeat some of the emission systems that were out there. How does this dovetail into what he's got a gas engine? Point being, they're going to start cracking down on this stuff a lot harder than they have in the past. They haven't yet cracked down on the consumers that are doing this, but I can tell you that I think that day's coming. It is. If they're doing it for the manufacturers, quote-unquote, and we've seen this happen numerous times now. They're making examples out of these individuals. Uh, if it's, it, Believe me, it will get to the point where they start going after the customer list of these particular companies that are selling these defeat devices or the complete no-cat catback systems and so on. I mean, if you're doing any kind of an emissions delete on any vehicle, I think you need to be very, very careful because that could come back to bite you. And the stories I've heard is that they're walking out with the computers from the businesses to pull those customer lists so that they can call those people up. And especially people who had their diesels deleted or any of that, they'll probably start getting phone calls to come in and get that rectified. Yeah, I, I can see, Josh, them going much further with, with this than what they currently are now. And, again, I'm just saying – and. and Legally, I would have to say this being on air as well, you cannot defeat any kind of an emissions device, period. A lot of guys do. A lot of guys are doing DPF deletes and so on. I cannot tell you what to do other than it's illegal. If you do it and something happens like this, you could end up in hot water. Very, very, very few shops that I know of in the whole metro area will do anything along these lines at all. It's getting harder and harder to even find folks that will even do the programming for these things. And, yes, I know there's folks out there that, are doing it and they're talking about it and they're even bragging about it and what i would tell you is be careful because believe you me there are eyes and ears watching and listening some of you guys that are actually out there rolling coal and doing some of those things believe you me you are being watched more so than you think your license plates being recorded videos are being sent people are watching what you're doing and what it takes and this is how this works they find a guy that rolls coal and they get a license plate and they do a little investigation work to find out. And by the way, they can do all of this really kind of even anonymously to you. And you can like it or not, but this is how it's working. They can figure out through credit card purchases and so on, where have you been? What have you done? Where did you buy devices at? Or where did you get the truck serviced and so on and so forth? And if you think for one second they can't figure this stuff out, you're crazy because they can't. And they will. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, John. I got a 2019 F350. That truck from the factory... It's just fine. It's got plenty of power, runs great, don't really have any headaches with it. I can't imagine spending the money to, to do that anyway. Hey, to your point, Justin, it's not cheap to do these things either. You're, you're spending, in, in the case of a DPF delete kit for most vehicles, most diesel vehicles like what you're driving, you're going to spend, by the time you're done with exhaust and so on, three grand plus putting it on. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't need that. You know, by the time you're done, that's about what it costs. So, three grand to have it, what may be a very large headache when it's all said and done. That's really how you have to look at it. And and bottom line is, like it or not, I don't like it. By the way, I don't like the fact we have all these laws and rules and emissions and all that stuff. I, I'm I'm not telling you I'm a fan of it because that's not me. I, I'm not. I I don't even know at the end of the day that it's really helping anything when it's all said and done. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to do that, then 
go buy a truck like I pulled my trailer up here with, which is an 04 Dodge that had none on it, and if you want to run straight exhaust on it, be my guest, because that's legal and you can do whatever you want to at that stage, because it didn't have all that stuff on it from the get-go. If that's really what you want to do, that's probably the direction you need to head, and go take an old truck like I've done and rebuild it and make it as new as you can, and if that's what you want, then go for it, right? Right. That 5.9 might be my favorite car at the car show, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's, fixed up, it's gotten fixed up pretty well, actually. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good, pretty good looking pretty truck. Come it's going along pretty well, it. exactly. So, all right, guys, we're going to be back. Uh, lines are open. Give me a call. I'll, I'll grab Kent from Novus Auto Glass here at some point. He's floating around here looking around and chatting and so on. But we've got some glass questions that came in as well. So we'll get him on here at some point. But come by, say hi, grab some swag while you're at it again. We are live, Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet at the Rocky Mountain Regional Airport, Highway 128 and US 36. Come by, say hi. We appreciate it. Myself, Josh, Justin from Ridgeline Auto Brokers and Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DOOR. Equal credit lender. Hey, this is Scott Watley. You know, there are many responsibilities of being a pet owner, and an important one this time of the year comes from me and our friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, here's five quick rules on how to keep your pet safe in the heat of summer. Rule number one, never leave your pet inside a parked car or truck during the summer months. Leaving a pet inside a parked car is the number one cause of heat-related death in pets. It only takes a mildly warm day and a few minutes for temperatures to rise inside a parked car and they'll skyrocket to dangerous levels. For a pet in a hot car, terrible suffering and death will soon follow. Rule number two, make sure your pet has plenty of cool, fresh water at all times. Number three, limit your pet's outdoor activities to early morning and evening hours. Our rule number four, provide a shaded space for your pet when outdoors that you can supervise. And rule number five, the absolute best way to protect your pet from overheating in the heat of the summer is to keep it indoors at home where it will be cool and safe. Hey, we all love our pets. Let's keep them safe this summer. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, 8681 Lincoln Avenue, 303-708-8050. And you can find other great tips on their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. 
but you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us today, by the way. We appreciate it very much. We are live, Rocky Mountain Regional Airport for the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. Now, we were just talking a moment ago about this, the whole fine sinister, and yeah. sinister and all of that, and you said something during break we should also mention. Go ahead. Well, it looks like they broke it up, so it was a million-dollar fine in total, but they broke it up into a half-million-dollar fine from the government then half-million-dollar basically civil suit against them. And then the third thing was they can't move their intellectual property. So they have patents and own rights to all these parts they've done. that they've done, and they cannot move it to any other company. So there's all that stuff is dead. So you're frozen. Yeah, you're, so you're frozen. out of business, basically. You're out of business. And you're that's done. What, they just shut you down, basically. And that's what they're, they're not there just to punish them. They're there, it looks like, to me, they're there to put to them out of them. business. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no slap on the wrist for this stuff. No, yeah, you're, you're done. done. 
You're done. Kent from Novus Auto Glass joining us now as well. So you have a glass question, by the way. Today's the day to call in, 303-477-5600. You can text us as well, the text line 307-282-22, and we would encourage you to do that as well. And I can get questions asked or answered, I should say, that way as well. Again, we are live at the car show. And, by the way, this is a great show. You guys, really quick, give me a give – me, I have not had a chance to walk around, so what all is here? I haven't either. I've walked from my car up to here, and there's a lot of cars you here. Brought your Chevelle? Brought a 68 Chevelle convertible and a nice. perfect day for that. And it's very nice It's weather. a beautiful day, actually. It really is. It's a it's gorgeous nice day, day today. So. Josh and I, we, we hung around the Corvairs. A lot of Bel Airs out there. Yeah. A little bit of everything out there right now. Fast airplane. Ooh, fast airplane. Some nice airplanes. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of cars here. All right, so somebody also asked, uh, my roof sponsor, Dave, yeah, he's having problems with his EcoBoost. Yes, that's Dave Hart. What do you think of the Ram Hemi Torque engine? Uh, we aren't Chevy or GM people, so it's always Ford or Dodge. I'm sorry. That's okay. We we'll, won't we'll hold that against you. Uh, don't, don't the Dodge have a tick or a home problem? You know, and I say that because, frankly, in, in this day and age, I'm not personally an EcoBoost fan just because of the added maintenance that I feel you have to do those vehicles. Nothing against them. They make great power and all that. I'm just one of these where I feel you're using a 3-liter or a 3.5 engine, 2.7 in some cases, and you're having to really, in my opinion, work that engine to the utmost to get the same power out of it you could get out of a full V8 or something along those lines. Just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. Folks will come along at 10 a.m., and, yes, you guys with the right maintenance can get 300K out of it. Although I will tell you, you can take the same you know, 5.3 or 6.2 in a Chevy and get the same 300K out of it, yes, you're going to do maintenance, but you're not going to do it as heavy as you are on that EcoBoost. Am I correct in that? Yeah, for the most part. Change oil, basically. Yeah, change oil. And that's really about all you have to do. Same thing on the Hemi engine on the Rams. Yes, in some of the Rams in the past, some of the Hemi engines have had some camshaft issues, some lifter issues, some ticks and so on. I, I, I've far as I know, they've worked themselves out of that. I don't think this is as big of a factor on the new ones, but you guys are in this daily. What are your thoughts? On the newer ones, yeah, I think they've worked most of it out, but right now it seems like everybody that has an engine, you know, built about 10 years ago till about 3 years ago and they have a lifter in it, they're have, we're just seeing all kinds of lifter issues. They forgot how to build lifters. Yeah. Well, and to your point, because the oil passages are so much smaller and they're doing things with the lifter they never did before, and this... Also, I feel, this is just my own opinion, my feeling is people got away because the factory said, you can go 10,000 miles on synthetic oil and an oil change. And a lot of people started doing that, or even going 7,500 miles on oil changes on some of those. And I personally feel that if folks would have still done their 4 to 5K oil changes with synthetic oil on those trucks in those engines, would they have the same issues today they're having? And I don't know because they didn't. So right. I don't know they the did. answer to that because a lot of folks didn't change oil that way, and they did run the 7,500 or 10,000 miles because that's what the factory told them they could do. So you got to wonder, was it the design of all of that, or was it just simply lack of maintenance even in those particular cases? It's probably lack of maintenance, you know, because we have a few customers who don't go by what the book says. Right. And they're still used to doing their old 5,000, and those, again, it's just like the Haven't had issues. We haven't had issues. Okay. So it kind of does go back to So to your point... Um, that's kind of the story on all three. And by the way, probably could say all five because you could throw Toyota and Nissan into that as well because they've had their own issues as well. They don't build near as many trucks, so it's not even a fair comparison when you start talking Toyota Tundra and the Titans because they sold, they sell literally, literally a fraction in comparison to what the other three sell. 
it is less than 10% right. even in total sales of what the other three do combined. It's probably down in the 2 to 3% range. I'd have to run the math on that, but it's, it's not even going to be 10% because I can pretty much tell you how many Tundras they sell each year and the Titans are less. So if you combine those two together, folks, you're not even hardly breaking... 350 to 400,000 units a year between those two combined. F-150s are almost a million units alone. Chevy and GMC together are close to a million units alone. So you're 2 million there, and Ram's doing about five to 600,000 units a year. So those three combined compared to what Toyota and Nissan are doing t- together, if you hear of any problems on a Toyota or Nissan, put that into comparison as to what I just said. Because some of you are going to say, well, I just don't ever hear about anything happening on a Toyota or a Nissan. Yeah, they build like 5% of what everybody else is combined. Of course you're not going to hear as much about them. You didn't have, there's not as many units on the road. Yeah, yeah if you look yeah, at the full-size market. You've got to do this in comparison. Yeah, Super Duty could literally be a Fortune 500 company. It's its own it's, brand. It's right. that big. It literally can be its own brand. Yep. That's right. Thank you. There was an article out not long ago. I talked about it on air. If Super Duty were its own brand. I mean, I'm talking everything from F-250, 350, 450, 550. You take all of those combined and what they've done since 1999 when they introduced that, it's its own car company. Yep. Literally. And most people have no idea. So you compare that to a problem on a Titan or a problem on a Tundra, there is no comparison, folks. Sorry, nothing against Toyota and Nissan, but you cannot compare those. those, They're not in the same playing field is what I'm trying to get at there. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. They don't make a big enough truck for commercial use. Well, that's true as well. Yeah, not especially when it comes to... An ambulance? Or yeah, what we're talking about and all of that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I had a question. I'm trying to find it. Um, okay, this is for Kent. 94 Volvo 960 wagon, immaculate condition. The gasket around the windshield has disintegrated and is gone. Is that something that can be found and replaced depending upon the glass shop? Oh, that's going to be a tough one to find. Because it's a 94. 94. It still might be out there in the aftermarket, but it would probably be something you best find online. Find uh, someone selling Volvo parts with a new gasket, then have a local glass shop put it in. Okay. But most glass shops won't have access to that gasket. It's kind of obsolete part. So that's going to be something that you really should try to find on your own before going to the windshield you know, t- before you go go to yeah, windshield place. start looking for the gasket now. And okay. the windshield's probably still available, but the gasket's going to be the problem. Okay. So there's your answer. And, and I, I will text that back if you're not listening. Uh, that came from Holly. Holly, by the way, thank you very much. And if you're listening, uh, there's your answer. I will do my best to get you a direct answer back. All right, call's coming in. we got to take a quick break. We'll come right back. We're live again. Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet at the Rocky Mountain Regional Airport. We will be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. 
the hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same that you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Health Care, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. 
Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back again, live Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet at the Rocky Mountain Airport. Thank you all for joining us, all the folks that have come by and said hi. We appreciate that as well. Before I go to the, uh, the phone calls, Kent, another question came in. Would you ask the people from Novus if a minor crack approximately 15 inches in length on a windshield can be repaired, or would you re- be required to replace the windshield? Got hit from a rock on I-25. It's a very, very thin crack, kind of like the one in my truck that I was showing you. Um, more like a deep scratch. Can that be fixed or not? We like to fix them 12 inches and under. Anything over that, it's hard to fix, and they don't last very long. So okay. on that one, 15 inches more, I'd recommend you replace that windshield. Okay. If it's under 12 inches, we'd be glad to fix it and guarantee it. Okay. Uh, the last uh, on the Volvo, really quick, she also asked, would you go to a Volvo forum, or where would you go to actually find that gasket? And you guys up in Boulder being on kind of the foreign end, where would you find a gasket for that Volvo? Good question. That's where I would start. Yeah. The Volvo forums, because yeah. then they're going to have, you'll find What people. about the car-parts.com, the used place that has? Some they don't do much on the new side, because you're going to want a new gasket for yeah, it. Yeah, so. new gasket. Okay. A lot of the That's true. Good older point, stuff Josh. we deal with, some of those car parts and some of those aftermarket people do sell gaskets. Right. And some of them sell glass. Some of the uh, L- or LCM truck, they sell some of the parts right. like that in gasket. So there's got to be someone making Volvo parts for classic or older stuff. Just okay. a matter of looking around and trying to find it. Yeah, and they built that same windshield for like for that same yeah. car for thirty years. It seems. Yeah, like. that helps if it's the yep. same window for a number of years. That part still should be out there a little more than a one-year-only car type thing. All right, let's go to the phones. Bruce in Glenwoodville or Greenwood Village is next. Bruce, welcome. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good, good, sir. You there? Yeah. Uh, yep, we're here. Show. Go for it, Bruce. Yeah, I love your show and enjoyed listening to you as I'm driving around on Saturdays. Got a Corey about a 57 about five weeks ago. Um, it's a beautiful car, fully restored. I got it home and parked it in the garage. It hadn't been driven much. And I noticed that the brake lights were on after it sat for about a half hour. Ignition was off. No key was in it. I messed with the brake pedal, and I got it to go off. And then they came back on about 15 minutes later, so I thought, well, there must be something with the, maybe gravity pulling the pedal down, just not enough pressure on the switch. And I even propped it up with a box underneath the brake pedal, and that worked for about a half hour. And then it came back on again. That, so that really, solution I had really quick. Is, well, really quick, Bruce, yeah. that's got, I believe, that's got to switch off the master cylinder that runs off of pressure. So if there's pressure building that's going to turn the light on. I don't think that switch is on the pedal, but am I right in that? Is it in the pedal or is it on the brake system itself? Because I I think it's on the brake. I think it's coming off the brake system. That's what I figured because propping the pedal up didn't solve the problem. That's what I thought, yeah. I think it's building pressure. So you've got a hydraulic, or the switch itself is just, the plunger in it isn't retracting like it should, and it's... It's staying stuck. I would probably put a new brake pressure switch in it first before you do anything else and see what that solves before I did anything else, Bruce. Do you know where that switch would be in the in the system? 
on a T-Bird. They don't. Just follow the master cylinder down. You'll see you'll find a little two-wire switch. You've got a little flat connector that goes onto the top, or somebody may have changed it out and put a couple of spade connectors on it. But it's just a flat little switch. Most of them were, were had a little T kind of a connector on top that you you know put a blade connector on, and it's just a, a two-pole you know, it just a, makes a connection is all it's doing, and it's usually in the brake system, either right off the master cylinder or close to it. It's got to be really close to the master cylinder to read the pressure to turn the switch on and off. Most old cars, that's how they work. Some, you think there could be some leak back on the master cylinder that could be allowing that to happen? No, possible, but I'll bet the switch itself is just getting bad. All right, well, I'll tackle that this weekend and see if I can figure it out. All right, Bruce, appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, most old cars, they don't have an electric switch off the pedal. I Guys, I, I'm guessing just because we didn't have the technology back then to build switches that way in the 40s and 50s, and they did it in the lines itself, am I thinking correctly? Or easier to, yeah, just to run it. You know, they hardly had any wires, and it was... Yeah. I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't. Know I just either. know that I'm looking out here. Most of these, see of these older cars out here, and most of them will have an inline switch. And the old, I know that because all the old Jeeps that I used to work on years and years ago, that's how they were all done. They had they very simple system. They didn't have any brake light switch itself off the brake pedal. It was all done, you know, through the system itself. So it's touching right. the brake fluid as you push the pedal. The brake fluid it builds pressure. It's just got a little ball plunger yeah. inside of it. And it just pushes switch. it up. Is all it does. Probably the switch is stuck. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. The first thing, that yeah. the brake fluid is probably old and got water in it. That and could made be as that well. Old stick because it actually point. rusted. Good point. We can uh, go look at that T-bird over there and see. You know, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Exactly. Bruno, you're up, sir. Go ahead. Yes. Um, on my '99 Mercedes MLT printing. Uh, the AC still doesn't work. Even I exchanged a um, um, AC compressor with a new one, and also the condenser. And I also uh, put um, some um, soap water over all the connections in order to make all the O-rings really sit tight in all the connections. And I drive it two days, and then it's back to hot in air even with all the new parts in it. And it shows um, anywhere pressure at the beginning and the blue gauge, uh, 90, and then uh, it drops uh, down as far as 30. Any ideas? So uh, so you've, you've leaked all the fluid out of it? Is that what you're saying? Even after you've done it, it's still losing its charge? Or... Yeah, it's losing its it, charge you know, after about two days. I put already at least a total of four, eight cans in it of a uh, of okay. one thirty four A, and um, it's just um, I do a two day test drive, um, and then it's back to hot air again. And it's empty again, so the system doesn't have any charge after two days. No. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, it's hard to find. Sometimes those leaks can even be the evaporator, which is in the dashboard, or where it goes to the firewall on them, too. So what we I have as a sniffer, you know, a device that can actually sniff that. So we charge the car up and let it run and then sniff around everything to see if we have any leaks. And does it have rear AC on it, like a separate AC system in the rear of the car? No. Uh, it's, it's first generation. It the car is made in Montgomery, Alabama, so, and uh, it's... Uh, it's not one of those fancy SUVs like they came out with later. 
in uh, 2005 and 2007. It's only got a dash um, operated AC up front. Okay, it doesn't have the other one. So that's where I would start looking too, is to make sure you know where it goes into the firewall. You don't see any leaks, and if you run that many cans, you know, are the cans you're putting in? Do they have dye in them? Because a lot of times you can buy the cans that have the UV dye in them, and you'll start to see the dye, or you'll start to see. But you'll need a black light for that dye, right. and some yellow glasses. Right. But a lot of times, if you're using that much, there's so much oil in the system, you're usually going to start to see the oil leak around each one of those connections. So you'd be able to, you know, pick it up from seeing the oil stains around where it's leaking at. Well, one leak I found out is um, an O-ring was split, and I replaced that one. It's right next to the condenser between the left headlight and the radiator itself. It's located right mm -hmm. there. I mean, that's one of the uh, mistakes I found. But then afterwards, uh, two days, and I don't kick it up that high, not to number four. I just kick it up number two. That, that keeps me uh, cool enough, you know. Right. And still, and so, still afterwards, back to number uh, two, hot air. Even I put not just the And, and really quick, Bruno, are you, you've got somebody that's, once you do all the fixing, you've got somebody that's doing all of the evac and getting it vacuumed down to where it's holding a vacuum and all of that, I assume? Yes, yes. yes and okay, so will vacuum. it hold vacuum? Will it hold vacuum? It, 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 it does hold vacuum and permitted. And how long will it hold vacuum for? In other words, once you leave the machine on it, you vacuumed it down, you're watching the gauges. It's not like you just vacuum it and then put Freon back in it. You need to be watching that. In your case, I'd let it sit for two or three hours and see if it's losing vacuum, oh. because if it is, there's no sense putting Freon in it. Oh, well, we at least gave it an hour, you know. I thought that was probably not enough. I, I'd, let it, I'd let it sit several hours, given the... Given what you're fighting, I'd let it sit several hours and determine if it, because if it's not holding vacuum, there's no sense in even adding free on at that point. I see. Fine. Other than maybe to try to find a leak would be the only other thing you'd do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to try Bruno, I'll let you roll. Yeah. Okay, Thank appreciate you. you. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Ed in Los Animas, hang tight. Frank in Castle Rock as well. One line open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. 
Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and mark your calendars for the 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. It's going to be an incredible event for car enthusiasts and families alike. Get ready to experience one of the largest car shows in the area. Join us on August 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Rocky Mountain Metro Airport, conveniently located at 11905 Corporate Way in Broomfield. Entertainment will be in full swing throughout the day, ensuring there's never a dull moment. Prepare for the thrill of airport flybys, showcasing the beauty of flight. Treat your taste buds to a mouth-watering selection of food options. From live music to engaging activities, there's something for everyone. Don't miss your chance to display your prized vehicle at the car show. Car show entry is just $10, and you can park your classic or unique ride starting at 8 a.m. It's an opportunity to showcase your passion for automobiles and support the Collector Car Council of Colorado. We've got an extra treat for you. Drive Radio will be broadcasting live from the event. Come by and say hello to John Rush and his crew. Tune in, turn up the volume, and join the excitement. So mark your calendars for August 5th. The 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet is an event you don't want to miss. 
Gather your friends and family for a day filled with automotive wonders, delicious food, captivating collectibles, thrilling flybys, and live entertainment. Remember, car show entry is $10, and spectator admission is just $5 per adult. All funds raised go towards supporting the Collector Car Council of Colorado. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. Again, as you heard from that last ad, Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet at the Rocky Mountain Regional Airport. Yes, we are here now. Come by, say hi, grab a few goodies while you're at it. We would appreciate that very much. And let's do this. We've got calls coming. I've got a couple text messages I'll get to in a moment as well. But let's get to our callers, which Frank's been holding the longest. Frank, go ahead, sir. What's up? Hi, John. Good morning. Hey, John, um, I'm driving a... 23 Ford uh, Escape Hybrid. This is my second hybrid. My last car, I changed the oil every 5,000 miles. I did more miles on the gas side than the electric side. However, with the Escape, I have an oil life indicator, and right now I have 45, I have 4,528 on the odometer, but my oil life is saying 72%. I do a little over half my miles on the electric side. I door dash down here in Castle Rock. So my question is, how do I figure my oil, my oil changes, and what's the lowest number I should go if I use the oil life indicator? That's a good question, by the way, because we, we don't—I don't know—we've ever really tackled this one. In, in that, you're really going to have to gauge how many miles of that do you think are being driven versus the electric, which you kind of have your own answer. I would still use the 4,000 mile mark on that engine for oil changes. I would not go off of the oil life indicator, although you may find it to be fairly accurate. But you kind of know your percentages of when you're driving. You're going to have to kind of figure that in your head because, to your point, your 4,500 is not all on the engine. Right. No, as a matter of fact, you know, this this vehicle tells you your total miles for the day, and it tells me how many miles I have on the electric side. So right now this morning I've got 37 miles total, but 23.7 are on the electric side only. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna. So two thirds are on the electric side. It sounds like. Uh, yeah, and I'm and I'm just averaging. I'm just saying I'm I'm going down to a little over half. So, uh, what do I do? I got 4,500 miles on it right now. Keep going. Keep driving. You haven't even really broke okay. the engine in fully with the brake and oil that's in it right now, so keep driving it. That 75% is probably not far off, given you, given the figures you just gave us. Um, so in your case, knowing where you need to be, you could probably be up in the 10 to 11,000-mile range and then change oil because you're doing a lot on the electric side versus the gas side. So in your case, 12,000 miles means 4,000 roughly because you're about, well, not quite that. 11,000, you'll be at about 4,000 miles on the engine roughly. Yeah, I was going to keep it at half. I was gonna That's fine. I, I think if you did that, you'd be fine. So even if you went 10 and you were at 5, you'd be okay. You'd have no issues with that. It sounds it feels so weird, though, John. I, mean, I, I know. I, I know. It's a whole new world. You're right. Now You're right, Frank. Now, now I look thinking 10,000 miles. I'm thinking, well, that don't feel right. <laughs> It doesn't feel right, but, you know, again, to your point, your engine's just not running anyway, so it's, it's just sitting there, not doing anything. Okay, so don't, need, don't even look at the oil indicator light? Well, you may find it, again, you may find it being fairly accurate. You get up around the 9,000 mark and kind of see what it says, and you may find that it tells you there's 30% left, for example. If it does, you know it's fairly accurate. Okay, and uh, so, I mean, if I was... I wouldn't go to zero on number. the oil indicator oh, anyway, no, so you no, get no. down around that 30, 25% range, I'd change it. Okay, that's what I'm thinking because I changed my, I changed my girlfriend's oil in her Jeep when it gets down to the twenty percent. Yeah, you're you're and, fine uh, in doing that. Yes. 
Good idea. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great, John. Thanks. It's just kind of weird. You're, this, you know, yeah. you're very welcome. That's a great. That's a great question, Frank. Again, I don't know. Thank you, but I don't think we've ever. I don't think we've ever answered that one before because no, most people have. aren't really thinking through that whole. I've got a plug-in hybrid. I'm driving X amount on electric, but the engine still runs periodically. When should I actually change oil? Great question, by what the way. What about length of time over calendar time? Uh, you know, in his case, if he's not getting those miles in in a year, I would probably change it annually just to keep yourself in that annual cycle. Okay. Good question, Kent. In his case, he probably, given what he's doing, he's probably doing more miles than that, anyways. But yeah, if you were somebody where you might be driving twelve thousand miles a year and maybe only doing two or three of that on the gas engine, I'd still change it annually yeah. if it were me. That's what I would do. So You know, John and Josh, how do you guys feel that engine has to start and stop so many times? Is it more important to make sure that you've got fresh oil in it because it's not constantly running? I think so. I mean, BG right now builds a product for the hybrids because a lot of times you're driving and you're going down the road and you're already at 50 miles an hour it kicks in. before that motor kicks right. in. So it's going from zero to... 2,000, 3,000. True. Instead of if it was a normal gas car, you usually True. idle out of your neighborhood at a grant. True. So that's why they build that product for that. The fact that all of a sudden that oil has to work really hard real fast. And that it's also going to sit longer. True. So just like we said, True. you know, you got 5,000 miles on it or 10,000 miles on the vehicle, but only 5,000 miles on the motor. Or two running, or three, or maybe. Exactly. Depending depending how much you're driving it. Does if it's a plug-in hybrid or right. not. So. Does right. that wear the motor out faster when it's starting like that and not run? I mean, I you start, stop? I don't know thing? because, you know, you the only ones them? that are old enough are the Toyotas, and those motors tend to last forever on those. At you, least it's up to temperature. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, the, the honest answer is I don't think we know yet because some of this is too early to tell. Right. Like literally, as some of these vehicles and the way they're being built, we just don't know because there's not enough miles on a lot of these yet to really yeah. get a real-world experience from them. And some of the plug-in hybrids will force the engine to run. Right. Even if you want right. to just be That's on true. the EV mode. That's true. They yeah. will force the engine to run if it's too cold or too hot or right. if it hasn't run in so long, like you're plugging in all the time, it right. just starts it up and runs for a while just okay. to get that oil circulating in there and to get right. all the excess gas that's right. put in there out of okay. it. So. Ed in Los Animas, we'll get you in before the break. Go ahead, Ed. Okay. Yeah, I have a 2014 Jeep Patriot. Uh, I'm having a little vibration in transmission when I first take off. Up to 25 miles an hour, I said it stopped. It picked up again at 55 miles an hour for about up to 60 and vibrates a little bit. Now, what would be causing that? A drive shaft or anything? Which which uh, transmission is it? Is it a step ratio transmission or a CVT transmission? Oh, I'm not for sure. <laughs> I just had it uh I put the motor mouth on it, and it helped it a little bit. Uh, it takes the vibration, but it ain't taking it all out. But it's, and it, is it four-wheel drive one or just a two-wheel yeah, drive? Yeah, four-wheel, four-wheel drive. And I mean, so no, right off the line. Four, it's a four-by-four. Four. Four yeah. So right off the line, you feel it, and then it goes away, under load or not on load? Uh, it's so unload, just un- uh, without anything. Without anything. No load. No load on it. No load. I think the tires is where I would. Well, that and I think Josh or uh, Justin asked a great question as well. I'd find out what transmission's actually in it because that could be part of the issue. But we need to know what transmission's in it to answer that question fully. Frankly, is it a CVT? Uh, is it the step transmission? Which one is it? Well, I'm not sure. They just uh, changed the fluid in the, at the transmission place. He said the transmission in good shape. He said nothing wrong with it. Okay. I went. I went to see no, no sound in Lamar. You're not getting any whining sounds out of the transmission, though? No. Just a vibration? No, it just vibrates you know, when you get up the point. Could to be tires. Mile an hour and it stops. Yeah, could be tires. 
Uh, have you had tires? Have you had tires balanced recently at all? Rotated balance? No, they, I haven't had no new tires put on on the thing. Uh, I, I would rotate them and balance them and see if it changes based on that before I did anything else, Ed. And how many miles? Well, what about are a drive? What about the drive shaft? Is there a drive shaft that that, that turns on the four four before and the transmission itself or what? Yes, there both. is. But usually it, it's under load. You know, like when you're right. accelerating, that's usually when you feel it the most. Like if you have a CV issue right. or a drive shaft issue, you usually you're not feel, feel it the that offload. Usually, yeah, when it's coasting, right. you usually don't that's feel right. that. It's always that's when right. they're under load. So that's when all the components are loaded up. That's right. And that's when you'll feel that happen. So that's why. Being offload, I'm, I'm always wondering. Ed, i got to let you go. Appreciate it. Find out what transmission's in that. You can call us back if you want to. Other than that, we got to get to break. We'll be right back. Again, we're live Rocky Mountain Airport at the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Me. Come by, say hi. We'd appreciate it very much. We'll be right back after the news. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.